This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. Grain markets put in a tough week this week with losses across the board. Good rains across much of the southern plains as well as Ukrainian news pressured the wheat and corn markets. Lowen and Associates market analyst Matt Hines says the Ukraine news is probably a, the major market mover. The biggest story really coming out of the weekend um, and was more towards yesterday than actually the weekend. Uh, had to do with Russia stating they're willing to move forward uh, to allow Ukraine to export grain again through the Black Sea. Um, of course, fighting still continues in eastern Ukraine, and you know Russia continues to advance. CHS hedging market analyst Steve Wagner said that triggered fund selling, which weighed on the corn and wheat markets. Really uh, strong follow-through. Makes sense. Because if you look at what beans did, we had a key reversal yesterday there. Uh, they, they tried to come back today, but wheat is the leader in this market. It led us higher, and it's leading us lower. Grain traders continued to take money off the table as the week began. Van On and Company market analyst Christy Van On says the market is really waiting for more fresh news. The market's kind of stuck in a little bit of a rut here until we can gain some more information from this. Now your next chance would be uh, the the 10th. Um, hard to believe it's already June, right? The 10th, and that's going to be USDA crop report. Uh, you shouldn't see them adjust acres into this crop report. It should really just be your basic one. They could adjust yield. Um, they could adjust demand. One thing is going to be watched very closely is what does the demand look like uh, for soybeans. The wheat and corn markets continued to see follow-through pressure. Northern Crops Marketing and Investments President Brad Paulson says part of the selling pressure comes from better weather forecast across Western Europe. I did talk to uh, a former student of mine, exchange student, and he said the wheat crop and uh, the canola crop, the winter crops look excellent. They didn't get hurt at all by the drought, uh, but they sure could use a rain for the newly planted summer crops, he said. But uh, right now he think, you know, thought they'd have you know, a very, very good uh, wheat and canola crop over there. But they do need the rain, but it is in the forecast, and I think that's the other thing that pressed the market today. Fund managers also continued to liquidate their long positions. You know, they've been slowly taking profits and, and shrinking their long position here for a few weeks. And uh, yesterday and today with the stories of possible some grain flowing out of the Eastern Europe, Ukraine, Russia again, uh, just they accelerated their selling. And uh, the only thing in the plus column is beans. Uh, China did buy a little old crop and a little new crop beans. That kind of helped that out. And there's still a fair amount of beans left to, to put in the ground yet, too. Standard Grain President Joe Vaklovic said the livestock market, though, continued to find a bit of support. We had a nice recovery yesterday and some follow-through here today. Um, some of these live cattle contracts are uh, on the highs of the day here as we speak at about 9.20 a.m. Central. Uh, feeder cattle up as well, and maybe that has something to do with uh, uh, some of the general weakness we've seen in the corn market. you still got this June board, a big discount to cash, and, and cash is leaking a little bit. Um, I think there were bids at 135, offers at 136, 137, but... Uh, Generally speaking, I mean, this weakness in the corn is positive. Uh, maybe the board and, and cattle is slightly too cheap, and we have seen a little bit of a bounce there. And that's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. Hello, Shane with Irie Insurance. We are proud to announce our Benefits Connect platform. You will have more options with Irie Insurance Benefits Connect. You have choices. Do you know who your group agent is? 
Do you meet annually to review benefits? Would you like to save money? Would you like more benefits? You have choices. We take a different approach to providing benefits through education, communication, and a personal touch. To find out more about iReInsurance, Insurance, go to iReInsurance.com. Be listening for Crop Watch every Tuesday during Agriculture Today on many of these Red River Farm Network stations. We'll travel a different part of our listening area every Tuesday and report what farmers, crop consultants, extension specialists, and crop experts have to say. Join us each Tuesday at 1237 for Crop Watch. It's a great way to hear about crop and weather conditions all across the Northern Plains. Crop Watch, brought to you by Ag Country Farm Credit Services, Prairie Industries, and BASF, your season-long pressure relief portfolio for growing dry beans. With a look at this weekend news, I'm Kara Hart on the Red River Farm Network. The reopening of Ukrainian ports for grain exports is on the table. During a meeting with his Turkish counterpart, Russian President Vladimir Putin discussed the removal of mines and safe navigation for shippers. Russia would reportedly work with Turkey to make this happen. If sanctions were lifted, Putin said Russia would also export a significant amount of fertilizer and agricultural products. Meanwhile, Russian military forces are taking over another key city in eastern Ukraine in its effort to take over certain regions of the country. A group of Ukrainian farmers have been in Minnesota the last week looking at options to rebuild their agricultural sector. The delegation toured farms and agricultural companies. The trip was sponsored by the U.S. Embassy in Kiev and organized by the Minnesota Trade Office. The former Cargill malt barley plant at the Spiritwood Energy Park in North Dakota is being converted into to the state's first soybean crush facility. With construction in the background, city and state officials along with local farmers met on Thursday for a groundbreaking event. There is excitement surrounding this new ag processing plant. Here's column North Dakota soybean farmer Josh Gackle. Here they're moving dirt and they're making plans and they're moving forward. It's an exciting time for soybean farmers. While there are delays getting construction materials, ADM's president of North American Oils and Biodiesel, Ken Campbell, says the Green Bison Soy Crush facility facility is still on schedule. Now we're putting up tanks for the refinery. Now we're putting up uh, the foundation in the in the prep area. So progress is happening. When completed, the facility will process up to 150,000 bushels of soybeans each day. We have the advantage of that, that we started this project early uh, and we're, you know, setting up for being, you know, ready to go in the fall of 2023. The Minnesota Department of Ag's Rural Finance Authority Board declared an emergency for central Minnesota counties after recent storms. The declaration clears the way for disaster loans at zero interest rates to become available for farmers who have experienced damage. Minnesota Agriculture Commissioner Tom Peterson says most of Minnesota has had heavy storms this spring. Minnesota, we're lucky to have our Rural Finance Authority, which is almost kind of like our own uh, bank at the Department of Agriculture. Where we're able to make loans to farmers. And yesterday, our board uh, authorized funds for our disaster uh, recovery loan program for farmers impacted by May storm. We've had just about, you know, most of the state except for the southeast state part of the state has been hit hard by storms. So farmers are able to use that uh, disaster recovery loan that has a zero interest loan and a good payback time. And they partner with their local bank 
on that loan. Sign up for Minnesota's Agricultural Drought Relief Program will begin in mid-June. Livestock farmers and specialty crop producers are eligible to apply for up to $7,500 per farm. The application window will last 10 to 12 business days. Two weeks ago, farmers and agriculture groups met in Fargo for a roundtable discussion to address ways to incentivize farmers to plant a crop, minimizing prevent plant acres. Back in Washington, D.C., North Dakota Senator John Hoven passed that feedback to USDA. Most recently, um, we checked in yesterday was that Ducheneau FSA administrator. So we've been working it real hard. As you know, the basic concept is uh, for farmers that go beyond the end date, we would use uh, probably the CCC, but provide some assistance out of USDA to cover the discount they take uh, for each day they go past the end date so that they try to get that crop in the ground rather than taking prevented plants. A win-win, less cost to the government, and we get more crop planted. Hoven says it is under consideration at the USDA. South Dakota Senator John Thune met with conservation and agricultural groups in Aberdeen, South Dakota this week to talk about the conservation title of the Farm Bill. The Senate Agriculture Committee will be hosting their second Farm Bill field hearing June 17th in Arkansas. Trade talks between the United States and Taiwan are on the table. This follows last month's announcement the United States was working on a trade agreement with 12 Asian countries, including Taiwan. The action upset the Chinese government with a Commerce Ministry official saying China firmly opposes the cooperation between U.S. and Taiwan. That's a look at this week in news. I'm Kara Hart on the Red River Farm Network. Farming can be a frustrating business at times. Even when commodity prices are looking pretty good, a storm can roll through and ruin your ability to make a profit. Thankfully, you can protect yourself with a hail insurance policy through Egg Country Farm Credit Services. Our insurance specialists will work with you to find the right coverage for your acres. To get started, turn to the experts in every field by contacting your local Egg Country office. Providing play-by-play -play for the business of agriculture. The Red River Farm Network. Looks like we're going to get an open planting window in the gut slot of the corn belt here as things clear out here until next Sunday. That's not true necessarily in the northern plains, so that's going to be a focal point uh, that we'll look at early next week. Numbers are available anywhere, but when you want to know why the market is moving up or down, agriculture's first choice is the Red River Farm Network. We're reporting agriculture's business. With a look at weather this week in agriculture, I'm Randy Coden. With a small window open for planting last week, North Dakota's farmers seeded nearly 60% of their intended spring wheat acres. That compares to just 27% the previous week. 22% of that spring wheat has emerged. 56% of North Dakota's corn and 23% of the soybeans also have been planted, which is well behind the normal pace. 53% of the Minnesota spring wheat is planted. 10% of the crop emerged. Soybean planting reaching 55% complete, behind the norm of 80% for this date. In Minnesota, 78% of the potatoes, 65% of the sugar beets, and 20% of the dry edible beans have been planted. South Dakota's corn planting is at 86% complete. That's ahead of the five-year average. More than 60% of the soybeans are seeded. 85% of the state's spring wheat crop has emerged. Sunflower planting is equal with South Dakota's average for this date at 23% complete. 
The National Weather Service has confirmed this spring is the second wettest on record in Grand Forks. Nearly 13 inches of rain was seen in March, April, and May. That's more than 8 inches more than the normal. Fargo received more than 10 inches of moisture this spring, which is the ninth highest amount on record. Barnes County Extension agent Alicia Harstead says there were only just a few good days for farmers to plant in the past week. Uh, it's been slow. We've gotten quite a bit of rain throughout the whole spring, but then again this last weekend we got quite a bit of rain. Um, so progress has been really slow. Last week was really probably our first really good week in the field. There was some field work that was happening probably two weeks ago, but really I feel like last Monday or um, I suppose that would have been about the 23rd was what I would say was probably our first real good day out in the field. In the uh, rugby North Dakota area, Steve Frittle has been able to make some planting progress before the rains, but Frittle says he's losing acres in just about every field. Yeah, we have. Uh, last week was pretty good for us. Uh, the weather cooperated, and some fields that honestly we looked at and thought, man, there's no way we're going to get in there. It, within 24 hours, it changed dramatically, and we were able to get out there. And so, yeah, last week we made some pretty good progress. In Pembina County, North Dakota, farmers were able to make progress as well. MR consulting owner Mark Ramsey says farmers were making good uh, planting progress. You know, especially from Tuesday through Saturday night, they were going, you know, full bore hot and heavy. So most everybody's sitting in, you know, 25-30% of the soybeans in. Half of the wheat is probably in, you know, canola's, you know, 60% in. Uh, beets pretty much are, in my little general area right here, pretty much all in. So that's, that's one less thing to worry about or to get done. For the first time since November of 2021, the U.S. Drought Monitor shows less than 50% of the U.S. in some type of drought. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says the Northern Plains saw huge improvements. I just want to point out some of the huge differences from last year. In some of our northern production areas, last year, during the peak of the 2021 drought, 90% of the U.S. sunflower production area was in drought. That number has dropped to 27% by the end of May. For Durham wheat, 100% of the production area in drought in the summer of 2021, that number has dropped to 46%. And for the U.S. spring wheat crop, last year's peak, 99% of the production area in drought, that has dropped to 25%. A lot of that remaining drought is across the northern high plains and as you move to the eastern part of those production areas for sunflowers, durum wheat and spring wheat, wetness is a bigger problem than drought this spring. And that's a look at weather this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. Advanced Trading's Tommy Grisafi will join the Red River Farm Network June 2nd, 3rd, and 4th for our verse-person perspective on the current crop situation. When you look at North Dakota when it comes to corn, we typically put in 3 to 4 million acres, and the, and the market's depending on every single one of those acres. The reality of how wet we are, how cold we are, how late the crop's going in, we'll be out trying to figure out, did people plant corn? Did they switch to wheat? Are they moving to edibles? Are they going to plant sunflowers? Follow us on air and online for the Boots on the Ground Tour, June 2nd, 3rd, and 4th on the Red River Farm Network. Be listening for Crop Watch every Tuesday during Agriculture Today on many of these Red River Farm Network stations. We'll travel a different part of our listening area every Tuesday and report what farmers, crop consultants, extension specialists, and crop experts have to say. Join us each Tuesday at 1237 for Crop Watch. It's a great way to hear about crop and weather conditions all across the Northern Plains. Crop Watch, brought to you by Ag Country Farm Credit Services, Prairie Industries, and BASF, your partner for better dry bean solutions.